If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gone into that position. The Bulldogs president is Kylie Watson-Wheeler. Kylie, it's great to have you on Crunch Time. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Do you feel the, the tension, the opportunity when you have a look at this ladder with five to go? Well, it certainly is the pointy stage of the season, that's for sure. And as we go into our last five games, we're certainly very optimistic for what's to come. Are you a ladder predictor? Do you just have a look at what needs to unfold? No, no. I think uh, my focus is you know, us getting as far up that ladder as you possibly can before the, the crunch time. What sort of expectations do you have over this team on the run-in? You know, when you look at our season, there certainly has been ups and downs throughout it. But I think one of the things that really stands out is that in several of the games that we didn't win, we actually won on all stats except the scoreboard. So from that perspective, you know, we really recognise that we have an extraordinary team. And if everything just goes the way it needs to, I think uh, we have a good chance. Is it a team that you would have liked to have seen sitting in the top four by this stage of the season? Well, I mean, of course, that's what everybody aims for. I mean, there's so much benefit coming comes from being in that top four but for us I really think just pushing as hard as we can and recognising that you know it's such a level playing field at the moment which of course is great for footy but makes it more challenging for all of the teams. How do you determine whether you are meeting your markers or not whether the team in the list that has been put together and the years of development are where you should be by your own internals? Look, I mean, I think for us, certainly making finals is is obviously the most important measure. And I feel we're really obviously well on track for that. So, um, you know, definitely continue to push and drive and strive and grow and evolve uh, as a team and as a club and, and as to get as far along as we can in the season is really key. Did you make the right decision coming into the season, extending Luke Beveridge's contract to make sure that that wasn't one of the, the active factors that can be at play? Yeah, I absolutely believe so. And I, I think a couple of things, you know, when when you look at his track record, you know, we, under his uh, leadership, you know, eight finals, um, eight years of finals, um, you know, only, only missing two of those across that time. So making it six times over the eight, um, two grand finals, um, one premiership. You know, his, his track record really does speak for itself, but recognising that, of course, that's the past, we need to look to the future. But the most important thing that we looked at is, you know, does he have the heart hearts and minds of, of the club? And from, you know, me and the board to a meet in the executive, the football department, and most importantly, the playing group, he absolutely does. And that's really such a key factor. So we're really thrilled to have him for the long term. Are you satisfied with that? how that's played out through this year? Is there evidence that you believed was there materialised, as you've got? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that consistency is really important. And, you know, not having that hanging over both his head and ours, um, the uncertainty of that. So really being able to focus on the task at hand without having that exterior, you know, external noise in relation to that. We're here at Ballarat. Um, have you been able to uh, sample or detect the, the disappointment in the region around the lost Commonwealth Games? Um, no, not at this point, but I certainly recognise that there would be disappointment around that. Uh, you know, we really value our relationship with Ballarat, you know, both on the field and off the field. We're really deeply connected within the community. This is very meaningful to us. This is um, a part of our program and a part of our club that... 
you know, we certainly strive to make sure that we're maximising as much as possible and really truly and authentically uh, connecting in um, with the region, um, with the stadium here at Mars and, and also um, beyond that. So recognise that they'd be hurting a little bit at the moment, but certainly hope that we can help them through that with what we do with them. So it seems like the further development is still going to go ahead. It's one of the peculiarities in the way that that has all been resolved. So what is your contract with Ballarat? Do you imagine that the the further redevelopment that was going to happen is still going to proceed and that AFL footy at the venue is absolutely essential given that there's not a Commonwealth Games to build towards? Yeah, I mean, for us, we're um, in the second year of our um, of our current three-year deal with the City of Ballarat and the State Government in relation to our partnership here. Um, th- that runs out at the end of 24, but certainly, you know, this is something, this is a relationship and a partnership that we see well into the future. It's, it's not a, a short-term thing. It's something that's really authentic. Obviously, the bigger and better the stadium is, the greater capacity, you know, the better that is for us as well. So certainly hoping that that's the case. What are the benefits of playing the home games here? You know, it's it is definitely about being part of that community. I know our playing group really likes this venue. They enjoy playing here. We as a club enjoy being here. The community enjoys having us here. Um, you know, as I said before, we're very connected within the community. We do a lot in the community here in a very authentic way. So all of those things really connect and, and add up in the context of that. Is it a big supporter base here? It's certainly growing um, and and, you know, that's great to see as well, that connection here and that recognition that we are part of this community here. And so we are seeing more fans uh, connecting with us here locally. Um, but many of our, our fans from Melbourne make the, the drive up here. And, and I know it's a special thing for people to do a couple of times a year um, and also an AFLW game as well. So There great. are other clubs who there's almost a resentment from football to the administration over arrangements like this that would appear not to be the case for the Bulldogs. No. No, absolutely not. Uh, as a club, holistically, we've really embraced our partnership with Ballarat. And you'd like to be like it to be long term, absolutely permanent. Yeah. Yep. Was there a week in April, Kylie, where somewhere in your mind you were thinking about what it would be like to be the chief executive of the AFL? Oh, <laughs> look. I mean, I think you know when you, when you look at the recruitment of the CEO of the AFL, that really is the AFL's business and it's probably more a question for them in relation to that Um, but you know that being said there's no question my name was being bandied about uh, quite a few times during that process and you know certainly at that pointy end where there was lots of speculation so I definitely took that as a compliment. Did you present for the job? No look I think from my perspective I have a pretty extraordinary job at the Walt Disney Company running both the Walt Disney Company and ESPN for the region here in Australia and New Zealand and uh, I get to run my beloved club so I'm pretty happy doing what I'm doing. It's was it a so footy tends to trample on real life at uh, did footy trample over your your professional position for a week or two to make life difficult? Look, it was a challenging time, uh, you know, certainly to have your name in the press everywhere about something that's contrary to your actual job. Um, certainly wasn't um, wasn't something that I expected. Um, but, you know, I have, a, a, a as I said, a, a, I've been at the Walt Disney Company for 20 years. I have a great relationship with the business and uh, so it was fine. Were you at all bruised by those weeks? No, it was fine. Yep. Are you still happy being the Bulldogs president? I absolutely am. Did you learn a lesson or two about footy along the way? Um, look, I mean, I think that there's a recognition that, you know, there's 
there's so much interest in football holistically in all elements of it and it's something that we love to talk about and you know footy is top of mind always and anything that comes up any any um, information that people think they might know or they don't know creates all kinds of speculation so that's not really unexpected that's footy could you did, could you imagine one day uh, being an even more influential figure within footy does, does that appeal to you at all Look, I mean, the job I have at the moment in relation to football is pretty extraordinary. I'm not sure I would have ever imagined as a young girl watching footy on the wing at the Witten Oval that I would find myself as the president of the club. And, you know, the opportunity that I have to really help guide this club that means so much to me is something that I really don't take for granted and something that I'm really humbled by. Um, And the influence that we have then as a result of, of being a club president on the game itself, um, you know, I'm, I am on the competition committee. Uh, we are involved in lots of different things as presidents. And so I feel pretty comfortable with the level of influence I get to have on the game. The influence of women within our game, I noticed the front page of the Good Weekend today is the two women who are running North Melbourne. Uh, you're one of a, a set of presidents now. Um, are we uh, are we growing in the manner that we should within footy to embrace the the female influence, which was ignored for far too long? Look, my perspective in in all of the businesses that I, I work in and have a relationship with has always been about you know the best person for the job should get the job, and as a result, controversially, I'm not really a fan of quota because I think that. There's two negatives that come out of quota. One, sometimes it means that the best person for the job actually doesn't get the job. And then the other part of that too is if a woman does get a job, the perception is she only got it because of the quota. So it doesn't really work for anyone. Um, I think what is important though is that you do need to be able to lift your eyes and I think that's what North has done um, to really look at you know who else is out there and you know are there other opportunities in other ponds. And if I think about our own board, you know, five of our board members are women, that was purely organic. That was not based on any quota or anything that we were trying to actually guide or create or, um, or falsify. And I think from that perspective, we have a really strong board because we have a real breadth of expertise and perspective, and that's great for our club. Do you think there is a, a greater level of opportunity and a pathway opening up for women to excel in football, to be ready to win those positions on merit? Well, I think when it becomes more normalised, then that does happen. So when you do start to see people like myself and Kate Roffey and Sonia Hood in um, the president's roles and and being successful in those roles, um, you know, Jen coming in as the CEO of of North, um, you know, I think from that perspective, it does start to normalise female representation and then hopefully creates an opportunity for people to be open to that. And will footy be enriched in the long term for that? Well, I think all organisations are enriched by diversity, all kinds of diversity. And, you know, you've got to think about particularly now when you think of the scale of football as a business, as a code, and the sheer breadth of people that it appeals to. And you really do need to understand what that whole audience is really interested in, their perspectives, how they think. And so the more that you can capture that within your own organisation, whether that be at the Dogs or at the AFL itself or any other club, then the better off you're going to be. The Bulldogs have been a foundation plank of AFLW. Is is that being advanced? Is that developing to the level that you think it should be at the moment? 
Look, I think that um, you know it's clear that there's a real focus on on growth and evolution of AFLW. The fact that now all 18 teams have a team is extraordinary and wonderful. Um, you know, we certainly pride ourselves on being trailblazers in that space. Um, I do think that what we need to do is make sure that we are progressing, but we're progressing in a way that is enhancing and leaning into the strength of the women's code. Um, and so from that perspective, I think a real focus does really need to be on grassroots and on development and ensuring that we're having girls actually go through the whole process and really taking that whole journey from grassroots to um, to draft. And I think that that will ensure that we can grow and progress in a way that we want to. Do you think there's an adequate overall vision to, to meet that and then what it would, what it would look like in five years or 10 years along a, par- along a timeline? I do think so. And I think that there does need to be certain measures that need to be met so that you can progress in a way that's going to ensure that you know the AFLW continues to grow and evolve in a way that is positive and doesn't hold it back because you know if it's not at certain markers at certain times um, you know you don't want to be pushing to a point where you don't necessarily have the breadth of talent that you need to be able to field those many games so it's really having that as a vision and as a goal and making sure that you're putting all of those steps in to get there. Is 10 games for this season enough? I think that's right for this season, yes. And then would you expect that number to grow in the coming years? Yeah, you would definitely think over time it would evolve and I think that's everybody's aim. I was interested, Ross Lyon described St Kilda as a boutique club with us on, on Monday night on 360 and there are there are tiers within competition around rich lists and the like. Well, how would you describe the Western Bulldogs place? as a club in the competition? Well, I think holistically the way that we describe ourselves is a community and family club and I think everything that we do leads into that and demonstrates that what we're doing here um, at Mars Stadium in Ballarat, what we're doing with our redevelopment, um, our focus on our community there. And I think that leads to, that all adds up to everything that we do holistically and how we represent ourselves and how we see ourselves holistically right through our club um, to our playing group. So every club is different regardless of revenue as it's more about character and value. Yeah, and I think we all have our nuances um, and we all have the things that make us special. All right. It's one of the, your things is the way the team is playing at the moment. So good luck for the afternoon, Kylie. Thank you very much for joining us on Crunch Time. My pleasure. Great to chat.